It hurts, doesn't it? All your dreams, this. Hops down the fucking drain. What's happening, guys? Happy draft weekends over, and we're back on the Dynasty Warzone. It is Memphis. You can find me on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. And uh, like I said, we're going to talk about some rookies. Uh, the NFL draft ended, but I'll tell you who uh, I'm, I'm going to be forever my 101. He is my co host. You know him as the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, buddy, how you doing? Uh, if you were going to give better advice, you would definitely not pick me with the 101, but I'm fantastic. The NFL draft is the Super Bowl for the Detroit Lions. Uh, they spit in my face a little bit, but then they actually turned it around. They had me in the first half. It was a good thing. How are you, buddy? Your team. Good. Your team good. Went, you, you, they were swinging for the fences to start the day. Well, we, we already got a ton of people watching on YouTube over here at Player Profiler, so I'm super excited to have this many people watching already. Uh, super proud to be here. I can't wait to to mix it up with Matt, Mr. Podfather Kelly. You know, you listen to his show, The Decision Point, with Anand Naduri, and they 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 tend to talk a little bit negatively about Chris Ballard. You know, Chris Ballard, I think, had a pretty good draft. Uh, I, I really like the Brents kid, the cornerback they got in the second round. I, I'll tell you, I called it in our Patreon group chat. I called it. I said, the Eagles traded up to one pick ahead of the Colts in the third round, and I said, they're going to draft Keely Ringo. And sure enough, they took Keely Ringo. I think they wanted to get ahead of Indy. Um, but we'll talk more about the draft in just a second. I just want to get some housekeeping out of the way for both the YouTube audiences and the podcast listening audiences. So this is the, the Wednesday podcast. This won't hit the, the airwaves until Wednesday morning. Now, you can watch early. If you're subscribed to the Player Profiler YouTube channel, you, you get this early. And this is going to be part one. Jerry has committed to me that he's going to come back and we're going to be a part two. Here's the thing. On Player Profiler, they schedule out all of their shows on the YouTube channel. So I don't know if someone has a 9 p.m. Eastern time slot for Wednesday evening. But if you come here and Jerry and I aren't here, we'll be on the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel. We want to be here. This is like where we're doing the Dynasty Warzone. But when I do bonus shows tomorrow night, I'm going to have G, a.k.a. Greg, from the Aussie guys, an Aussie NFL content creator. He and I are going to be going over the draft as well. And again, for those listening on the podcast, Wednesday, Thursday, whenever, if you need this early, come and get it on YouTube. Player Profiler and or Dynasty Warzone have a ton of podcasts for you. So, Jerry, that was some quick promotion. Quick. Listen, I liked it. I like I mean, it, especially I, because today's going to go long because it, it, it it's, it's draft day. What do you what do you want from me? You, well, you and, want and, me to not not and no one scheduled behind us. So no one at player profilers behind us. So we're like, we're not rushing oh, out the room. We'll take bastards. some time. We'll take yeah, some time. Those, I mean, those, those boys did a great job. Dude, I mean, they went to Kansas City. They did, I mean, I was I was in and out, you know, as much as I could with them, you know, checking in on the draft whenever. Awesome stuff. Yeah, Matt, Cody, Billy. Theo, everybody over at the player profiler team killed it in Kansas City. The house, the just kudos to them. You, you see why Jerry and I were proud to be brought into this organization. Uh, I do want to give Cody a shout out, his rookie guide. After this draft, and we're getting ready to get into it, you need Cody's rookie guide for $10 more than ever. 
And that that is facts. You need that $10 rookie guide from Cody more than ever. But Jerry, we finally have one. Our third trip here on the Player Profiler YouTube channel. And we have a good person with a bad tweet. Are you ready? Oh, absolutely. It's been too long. And this tweet comes to us from Chad Parsons. Now, Chad's a longtime content creator. Um, Search at Chad Parsons NFL. And Chad says, this idea to diversify for the sake of it with dynasty player shares is an interesting concept. If you had 8.5% shares of every notable player, how would you perform? Question mark. Average. I had to make sure I, I wrote, I, I said in the punctuation in there because I'm no English major. You've probably listened to the show long enough to figure that out. But, but, but Jerry, I don't get this. You know, so, See, so if, I, if, I, I assume you pick this one because I always say no, that I, I diversify my picks. It, it, well, no, I, I, don't, I, didn't, I don't get it. So, Jerry, it, how many leagues are you in, first of all? I don't know, 25-ish, between oh. 20 and 25. I don't know exactly. Yeah, I'm right there in that same window with you, especially with all of our patron leagues over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And, Jerry, let's say out of those 20 leagues you had, 15 101s. Now, are you going to diversify those 101s, or are you going to take 15 shares, shares, I don't like that, uh, 15 picks of of Bijan Robinson? I mean, I'm going to take Bijan in those ones. Every but. damn time. I'm not looking for diversification. You no, know, not in that situation, no. I'm sorry. In that case, I, I'm not looking to, to diversify. I agree with Chad. But in the overall concept, I mean, I, I'm, I've got a lot of 107s through 112s. Do you think I want to lock in and take Jordan Addison every single 107? Is, 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 is No, I want to diversify a little bit, Jerry. I want to mix it up a little bit. You I know, agree. I want a little Jordan Addison. I want I, even a guy I don't love, Quentin Johnston. I, I agree. I, I, I am not a fan of his as well, and I will definitely have a few shares just in case I'm wrong, because guess what? It happens. I mean, I'm going to share something with the, with the listeners here in just a second, a draft that I'm in with a bunch of pretty prominent names in the industry. So it's actually real draft picks with real dynasty analysts. I'll share that with you all in just a second. But I don't get this avoiding diversity in, in dynasty. I think you need diversity in this draft class more than ever. A hundred percent, because it gets ugly. I mean, we were texting earlier today about how how ugly it gets real quick. Yeah, I, I am. I'm all over the place. Uh, I, I'm, I'm literally on the on deck circle. In one league, the league I'm talking about. But, Jerry, would you like to discuss that league? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I, I know you love a good a good draft. Well, I'm not going to name who took which player, but just to give some context behind a draft that I'm in, uh, I, I'm going to name some of the players that are in. These are very credible sources. You know, we've got the Dynasty Theory guys. We've got Tyler Gunther from the Dynasty Happy Hour. Uh, the guys, I just had Casey Myers on the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel from the FF Dynasty. Um, Garrett Price and, um, oh my gosh, um, not O'Hara, um, Rich Dodson from the Dynasty Nerds. This is a Dynasty League full of serious Dynasty content providers. And Jerry, we're through the 109. Okay. Are you ready for picks one through nine? Absolutely. This is Superflex. This is tight end Premium. I'm not going to name who named the pick. This is our league. This is a, a, a gentleman's league. Um, but the 101, shocker. Cigars Bij- and brandies. Okay. Bijan Robinson. Maybe you've heard of him. He's pretty good. I think that's going to yeah. be pretty much chalk. Yeah, 
number 102, Anthony Richardson. Yep. I think that's going to be pretty much chalk. Here's where you can get some back and forth, and I'll hear you out. I like the, the, the 103 pick. This would be my order as well. Bryce Young, 103. C.J. Stroud, 104. Okay. All right. Uh, Jameer Gibbs went 105. Okay, I can see it. Okay, so so we'll, we'll come back to some of these and we'll discuss some of these guys uh, in, in a vacuum. So Jackson Smith and Jigbo went 106. Okay. Uh, the one draft pick that I have made in Patron 3, our, our, our Patron 3 league, I had the 107. I also went Jordan Addison. Okay. He went the, in this league too, right there? Yeah, he did. He So so the two leagues that I've had access to, you know, the draft picks in, in not, not Mac, mock fashion has been Jordan Addison has been 107 in both of them. Quentin Johnston went 108. He's a guy who's moved up my draft board. And then at 109 was Devon A-Chain. So for those that just jumped on or people who like it oh. in a little bit slower fashion, it was Bijan, Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Jameer Gibbs, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston, and Devon A-Chain. Now, Jerry, out of that order, is there anything – Anything that 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 you see out of the ordinary or that you question? I mean, I don't love a chain. I get it. I get it with the being in Miami and there being a whole bunch of crumbums and shoe clerks there. Feels but, feels a little a uh, little Clyde Edwards Alaire ish. A little bit, yeah. But but I but mean, not one oh not one oh two like Clyde was. But yeah. No, but 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 we're drafting based off of the landing spot, not sure. so much the talent. He was sure. going in the third round in mock drafts. I mean, somewhere between 302 and 310-ish. And now he's taken a two-round slingshot. I don't know that I hate it, but you have to respect the landing spot more, more so than anything else. Sure. And the one thing that does concern me is that Mike McDaniel runs a variation of the Kyle Shanahan offense. Kyle Shanahan offense is absolutely destroys the health of the running backs. I'm not saying I'm worried about Christian McCaffrey this year, but you know, we'll talk about that on down the road. So I'll go back to the two quarterbacks. I think you have to agree that a rich is your one one quarterback. He's the top of the quarterback food chain. Yeah, I think so. And, and do you like the landing spot in Indy with the Colts? I, I think the landing spot in Indy is the only reason that I would have him there. So he, I'm, I'm still skeptical on the man. Like I had an option at 103 and I had a shot to take Anthony Richardson and I didn't. And now I, I should mention this is a home a home league with a whole bunch of Detroit Lions fans. So Jameer Gibbs went 102. But that that left me the opportunity to take somebody I genuinely love in Jackson Smith and Jigba or Anthony Richardson. I don't need a wide receiver. I don't need a quarterback in that league. I have a plethora. I, I would just be roster baiting if i told you who i had so just understand both of those position groups are good so it's a luxury pick no matter what um, yeah as, and, as and, and he just oh, i i just kept trying to convince myself to take anthony richardson and i just i couldn't you know i just i like jsn so that's why i took him he just scares the shit out of me man oh, I, but he, but he, i do i do love the spot i do love the spot and obviously i mean dude's 20 he's got all the potential in the world to be qb1 if he hits so a hundred percent, if you're going to go quarterback, it, it, it's going to be a rich. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I, I did two sets of rankings. I did a, a conservative and a non-conservative, yeah. like more of an adventurous. I think Anthony Richardson's the top of both. Now yeah. as a Colts fan, 
as a even as a even the even the conservative. Well, if yeah, you're even the quarterbacks. You, you, you have okay. to. You absolutely okay. have. You, you I mean, have I to. I don't disagree. Anthony Richardson. Now, as a fantasy gamer and a dynasty player, I love Anthony Richardson. I, I love him. As a Colts fan, I, I have my I have my doubts. Yeah. Because in real football, not fantasy football, but real football, when you get behind, you have to pass the ball. I, I do like that they added a field stretcher in Josh Downs. I I love this for Jelani Woods. I think Jelani Woods. You know, I'm not going to call him. Mark Andrews to Anthony Richardson's Lamar Jackson. But if you go back and look at these mobile quarterbacks over the years, there tends to be some favoritism toward the tight end position. So as a Colts fan, I love it. I like Bryce Young a little bit more than CJ Stroud. With CJ Stroud, I'm 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 getting I'm getting a, a bad offense, at least everything I can tell. It's a bad organization, a worse organization. It's a worse and, organization. And, and he's got a defensive-minded head coach. He's got a knucklehead for an owner. I mean, he's like Jim Ursay Jr., you know, just the guy who inherited it from his father, you know, just I don't know if he has a guitar collection. I don't. But, you know, defensive minded head coach, the the offensive coordinator, you know, interned at PFF, you know, what's he going to build the offense around? And then in Carolina, I get one of the smartest hedge fund. He's a hedge fund legend. If there was a hedge fund Hall of Fame, I'm pretty sure their owner would be in it. David Tepper. He would be a hedge fund legend. So super smart guy, uh, Scott Fitterer, you know, I'm, I'm on the fence. And then, and then Frank Reich, Frank Reich's had a lot of success building and calling offenses in, in the NFL. So Eileen young over Stroud, where are you at on those two? Uh, going in, I was definitely team Stroud, but I actually like me some Johnny Mingo. So, uh, I think I am, I'm with you on young as well. I, I appreciate the Johnny Mingo for those of mm-hmm. you guys that, that, that I'll be your Huckleberry. Yeah, thank you. Someone finally gets it. If you've never seen the classic Western Tombstone, and, and one of the heels, not the main heel, but one of the bad guys, was a character named Johnny Ringo. Jonathan Mingo will forever be known as Johnny Mingo on this podcast. It's the same thing when you guys hear me re- refer to Mac Jones. We don't call him Mac Jones. I call him McCorkle because that's his legal name. I did want to get your opinion on Jameer Gibbs. Now, Gibbs is, you know, replacing DeAndre Swift. I want to save Swift for the Tuesday conversation because Tuesday I really want to get into some of the fringe round four or five guys from rookie drafts. And I want to talk about some veteran winners and losers. So we'll we'll cover that on the Wednesday show. And there are are some winners and losers. I, dude, I, I I actually tweeted nice things about Traylon Burks the other day, but I I really want to know how you feel about Jameer Gibbs as a Lions fan and as a fantasy gamer. Okay. As a Detroit, well, we're going to start with that just so I can get the anger out real quick. Here's, I, I am happy that Jameer Gibbs is a Detroit Lion. He's a tremendous talent. Love it. Taking a running back at 12 is fucking dumb beyond anything I can imagine. I was glad they traded back. And I'm glad that he is on the team. I was so salty. It, it was just a move we didn't need to make. And there was a ton of other guys that I would have preferred. Whatever. I'm going to trust Brad Holmes because he has never let me down to this point. I knew once he was picked, Swift was gone. And that was fine. As a, as a, as a dynasty content creator. Oh my God. I'm so excited for Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, well, I mean, it just, it, a, he's going to be more reliable than DeAndre Swift because DeAndre Swift is just often hurt, didn't get tons of touches, and he is Brad Holmes' 
guy. DeAndre Swift was Bob Quinn's guy. And Bob Quinn was a pinecone. He was a putrid GM, and they have been slowly getting rid of all of his picks. Oh, I, th- I thought you were going to say he fell on the ground and was covered in sap. No, I mean, that's no covered in shit is more like it. But I mean, so the, they they have been trying to get rid- and it's going to be good. We're going to talk about Swift, so I'll, I'll save that for Wednesday. But I, I, I'm excited. I David Montgomery is he's fine. He's he's fine. He I mean, he's going to have a role. But if you saw the 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 Twitter video of Brad Holmes picking Jameer Gibbs, that dude screamed like it was me in a pickup basketball game, like it just way, way overreacting to the situation. I love it. I'm excited. They obviously have great things for him. And Jameer Gibbs is a fucking lightning bolt. I'm excited. And we're so, winning the North. So, and, and, and you're ruling the North. So, for newer player profiler listeners, uh, you guys don't know this, at least not yet, maybe, but the existing Warzone listeners do. Uh, one of my favorite personal podcasts to listen to is Three and Out with John Middlecoff. He's a former NFL scout. He scouted with the Eagles, worked with Andy Reid a little time with Howie Roseman. And he actually really liked this draft and how it went for their team construction. And, and I couldn't agree more. You know, if, Jameer Gibbs is a weapon. I'll tell you right now, my opinion for the Lions, I think the combination of Gibbs and Montgomery are way better than what you had last year with Swift and Jamal Williams. And you know that I'm a Jamal Williams guy. I agree. I'm not sure that they'll meet the production because just because Jamal Williams went bananas, but I agree. And I understand that there's been a low usage to date of wide receivers lined up in the slot, but Gibbs can completely do that. And you, and you know which teams are their running backs are primarily leading the league in slot snaps for the running back. Who's that? Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel, and I'm drawing a blank on. Oh, I think it was Andy Reid. So, or, or maybe it was Sean McVay. But but basically, some really sharp play callers for the offensive side of the ball are are lining up wide receivers more and more. I think he's an offensive weapon. He's if, if I told you that that he had a Christian McCaffrey career arc, which that's his physical comp for me as Christian McCaffrey, are you going to be excited if he stays healthy? You should be. Um, obviously. And Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, has shown that he is a very creative play caller, young that, guy. He's definitely in line to be a head coach. So he is going to want to show his creative side so that he can get an NFL head coaching job and doing things like that with somebody like Jameer Effing Gibbs is absolutely going to do that for him. Let me ask you a question. Where where would you put this offense and total offenses in the NFL? I know it was really good last year. I think it was the number yeah. one home offense in, in all the league. And now you've flip-flopped Jameer Gibbs for DeAndre Swift. You flip-flop Monty. Six games in, you're going to get Jamison Williams, hopefully, for a full season. You brought back Marvin Jones. You brought in a tight end that I really like. I think will be a steal in tight end premium formats in Sam Laporta. You got to feel pretty darn good about this offense, Jer. Yeah, I do. And I was I was happy they picked Sam Laporta. I mean, Dynasty Warzone listeners know that's the the tight end I've been talking about. So I, I was pretty thrilled about that. And and they did not take a tight end in the first round. So that was always a good thing. But I, I top five ish. I mean. It, it depends. The defense is going to be exponentially better than last year, so maybe it, the numbers don't say that they're going to be as good, but it, I think if you watch them, they're going to be more efficient than they were last year. 
Very well possible. All right, so we'll get to these wide receivers real quick. Uh, again, in the draft that I'm in currently, we went Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston. That feels like the right order for me, although – you know, knowing that that, that JSN is there in, and if you look at Lockett's contract, like he's locked in. Whoever his agent in is deserves like a nice edible arrangement, like a like a like a nice bouquet, because his dead cap numbers are going to keep him there for a while. Um, I really like Jordan Addison, Keenan Allen. They were talking about you know cutting him or releasing him going into the season. He's had some health concerns early in his career, and then again last year. Mike Williams is is a walking health concern. He's a guy that that can contribute, you know, right away in Quentin Johnston. And then, you know, we saw someone tweeted that that Adam Thielen was like second in the league in, in slot snaps or something. There's just basically a huge void left behind by Adam Thielen. So all three of these guys have a positive situation. All these guys will be playing that number two role, especially Addison and at least Smith and Jigba for a while. Maybe he graduates and moves and moves past a DK Metcalf at some point in his career. But how do you feel about these three wide receivers? I think this is the right order. JSN, Addison, Quentin Johnston. But what about Jerry? What do you think about these three? Uh, I, I would say that is my order as well. But there's... Right. There's there's question marks with every single one because they're coming in as the second. And we as dynasty players just hate that. Right. Like we hate competition with our young guys. We want our young guys to be like when Zeke showed up with the Cowboys with that unbelievable offensive line back then. Or when Jonathan Taylor shows up, it, 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 Kenneth Walker only has to deal with Rashad Penny. And it's like. You got JSN, who's one of these great wide receiver prospects, and he's got to compete with DK Metcalf, and he's got Geno Smith throwing him the ball. Now, Geno did great last year, but I got 10 years of history that suggests that that may be the outlier, so I'm worried about that a little bit. And then you've got Kirk Cousins, who's very conducive to producing NFL wide receiver, fantasy-relevant wide receivers, but he's got Justin Jefferson, who is the absolute mega alpha of the NFL at wide receiver. And then QJ, not my favorite guy, but also he's got, like you said, in Mike Williams and Keenan. So it's it's tough. That's my order. It feels like a situation where if any of them disappointed, I wouldn't be surprised. And if any of them popped, I wouldn't be surprised either. And honestly, that's how I feel about this whole draft, which makes me hate making some of these picks that I've been having to make because they just they just none of it feels good. Now, now, you mentioned Justin Jefferson, and I agree. He is the, the clear A1, not only in Minnesota, but in a startup in general. In the universe, how, how in the much, Milky Way galaxy. How much do you think that Jordan Addison's appearance in Minnesota impacts a guy like TJ Hawkinson, who really saw a nice blow up of targets and, and usage at the end of last season after he was traded from your Lions? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And that's that's just going to piss off the tight end pool like i have always said that tight end is a dreadful position that should be done away with i know we can't but it's just the most frustrating thing that has ever existed in this game besides non-fractional scoring which is stupid but kickers i mean and well i'm 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 kidding jerry we we never we never i mean jake moody in the third round jesus christ oh man i mean you know i mean moody moody's a dog don't get me wrong i don't i don't talk about michigan players like that but i mean the dude's great but a third round kicker what are we doing 
you know, a lot of people were bummed out that a kicker went ahead of a lot of their favorite, you know, college prospects. <laughs> yeah. But but if you want to know more about this and, and you're into to dynasty, you're going going to want to check out the Dynasty Dominator. Let's hear a quick word from the recently returned from Kansas City Podfather about the Dynasty Dominator. Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add tight end premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer. So you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set this is a win now team. This is a rebuilding team. And then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it. Five dollars, Jerry. You're well worth it too. Five, five dollars. In 2023. In 2023, not fifteen dollars. I mean, you, you can get like half a combo meal at Arby's. Half. You can't even really get the whole sandwich for five dollars. And for five dollars, you can have a leg up on every. Your rookie drafts are right around the corner. Jerry's and and mine are already going. You can 100% use the Dynasty Dominator app to help win your dynasty rookie draft. All right, Jerry. So the first question I had for you tonight is uh, you want to talk about some of the rookies who took the biggest kick in the footballs from the dynasty standpoint, because we were really hoping this class was going to put a, an infusion of talent. I've heard about there's certain classes that have buzz. This was one of those was going to be a good class. You always see the same person. Hey, go trade all of your current picks and all of your veterans for this X class, in this case, 2023, rookie picks. And a lot of these guys took a ginormous kick right square in the pills. Who is the first guy when I make that statement that comes to mind coming out of the weekend and, and is going to be impacted in your personal dynasty ranks? Zach Charbonnet. There is nothing. In the entire three days of the NFL draft, that pissed me off more. Not only because Kenneth Walker's mom. Oh, hold on. Where, where'd you where'd you graduate college again, Jerry? For all the new listeners on Player Profiler, where are you a graduate of? Michigan State. I just want to make sure there's no had, bias had in there. season tickets for his one season there, and I'm talking about rooting for a guy that was a former Wolverine and Zach Charbonnet, but he was my RB three coming in. He, he was one of those guys that seemed like he was going to be so safe. You know, Jameer Gibbs is undersized. You know, some of the other running backs were going to get later draft capital. He was he was sort of that perfect blend of guy that can pass catch great. He's big enough to be versatile, but also sturdy and maybe, you know, not have the injuries. And they're going to take him in the second round with Kenneth Walker. And they're going to shit on my Kenneth Walker and my Zach Charbonnet. And that's why I say that this game is evil. Oh, I have something about this game for you, Jerry. Yeah. Stupid the fucking game. It is, though. I I mean, listen, you added a great running back for the Seahawks. I mean, it's a good pick in the sense that you added talent to your team. 
You're just an evil bastard who did it to the entire population that plays fantasy. And I hate you for it. You know, I, I had the good fortune of, of catching Theo, Theo Grimminger from First Class Fantasy. He's the head of podcast here at Player Profiler, uh, kind enough to bring Jerry and I on board. So either you have him to thank or blame, which, whichever way you're going with that. And he and I were, were chatting about this, and, and Theo seems to think that the best-case scenario could be a Nick Chubb and a uh, Kareem Hunt-type situation. You know, and and this is what kind of has me because I had JSN on this list because I I really because like I wanted yeah. him to go. I wanted, I mean, obviously he wasn't going to fall that far. I really wanted him to go to Green Bay, and I really wanted him to go to LA, where there's like this volume of targets. The problem is, is that like I said, Lockett is like locked in. Go Google his contract. It's something. You know, you got DK Metcalf there, just signed a mega extension. You know, JSN, perfect. He's going to work right in. But I'm worried about the target distribution and the target market share. And then we know, how did Pete Carroll win his first championship? Run the ball, run the ball. He doesn't have Marshawn Lynch, but he has two guys that maybe, like, if you smush them together. And and I think there'll be plenty of of touches to go around. I think it's just going to be maddening. It's going to be maddening giving weeks where – you have Charbonnet and you look across at your opponent or someone else in your league and they've got Kenneth Walker and he's gobbling up all the points that week. And then the next week it's vice versa. It's just going to be, it's an RB one week. It's an RB three week. It's an RB one week. It's an RB. And it's going to be a lot it's, of ping pong back and forth. Absolute superstar rock star handcuff. But is there standalone value? I, I, it's it's tough to say that. I I mean they drafted him in the second, so you have to assume that it's going to be a pretty even split. Well, well, can I can I cut in for one second? Yeah, because I have a pro wrestling tie-in. But but I was having this conversation earlier in a in a group chat, the group that's actually drafting. If you're watching live on YouTube, I'm going to read some of these off at the end of the podcast. Who is your favorite professional wrestling heel bad guy of all time? Now, I'm going to, again, I'll, I'll pull some of these out of the comments as we go along, and we'll discuss that at the end, because that's Pete Carroll. He's the heel. He's the bad guy in all this. He's the one that we yeah. want to see lose, because Pete Carroll is taking our precious Kenneth Walker away from that. So if you have a favorite heel, a favorite bad guy from, like, I haven't watched pro wrestling in like 20 years, you know, when Stone Cold Steve Austin was running around raising raising all sorts of hell. But if you have one current, past, Present whatever, put it in the comments down below, and, and we'll talk pro wrestling heels at the end, Jerry. But 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 who else took a chair shot? We'll just tie this right into wrestling. Well, who I mean, you me- you mentioned J- you mentioned JSN, so I mean, we might as well talk about it a little bit. It because this one's not going to be as long because it's definitely not as bad as Charbonnet, just because he's a wide receiver and Gino grew. But getting DK Metcalf and not getting you know. Justin Herbert instead of, you know, getting Geno Smith. I mean, that's going to hurt you too. So, I mean, it, he's definitely not as solidified in the spot that he was pre-draft that he is right now. So, I mean, that sucks. I mean, that that was that was at least a kick in my pants. Well, I do have some positive news for the the JSN fans. A little research has told me that last year, by the way, did you know Geno Smith took every snap at QB except for one last year? And I'll ask you a trivia question. Do you know who had the one? Well, it's you're setting me up for not Drew Locke, so I don't know who it is. 
Well, I will give you correct. It was DJ Dallas had one pass attempt last year. So Gino did take all of the passing snaps last year. He had 607. So that's not too bad. That was eighth best in the league, right between Jared Goff and right between Josh Allen. You know, a bit of a man witch, if you will. Hey now. (laughs) A little hey now. A little hey now on that man witch. So so that gives me a little bit of a little bit of like a silver lining to the JS. But I'll tell you who I didn't get a silver lining from was Zay Flowers. Yeah. You know, we did that mock draft a couple weeks back on the Sonic Truth, and, you know, he was a first-rounder. And I'll tell you right now, at least um, the 110s on the clock in that draft I referenced earlier, I'm up at the 111. Spoiler alert, if any of them – I don't have a nice spoiler alert sounder. I have some sounders. Matt, the podfather, has the the really cool spoiler alert sounder. But spoiler alert, the 111, if 110's not Zay Flowers, I can assure you the 111 will not be. I really liked him. I wanted him to go to, again, L.A., Chargers, even the Rams. I think the Rams need a really good second wide receiver opposite Cooper Cup. Um, You know, a spot like that. But I'm curious to see what the Baltimore offense is going to be under Todd Monken. But, you know, they brought in OBJ. They still have Mark Andrews. Uh, They got Rashad Bateman coming back. I don't think from a wide receiver – I think for real football it's going to be awesome. Yep. I think Zay Flowers is a dog. I think he's going to kind of, you know, nobody cares, works harder mindset of Lamar Jackson. But I think from what we do from a fantasy and a dynasty standpoint, man, he absolutely takes one right square in the junk. I, I just don't see how you couldn't think that. Like, what what is he going to do? He's going to come in with Lamar Jackson and he's just going to set the world on fire. Like, there's not there's just not a chance. And it pisses me off because, like, is is he a better prospect than Hollywood Brown was coming out? I would say no. And what did Hollywood Brown do other than just piss you off? And and I'm a Hollywood guy. It sucks. I mean, it, that's that's one of those situations where you were not going to be happy with any wide receiver that went there. And he was one of those guys that had a chance to be like I was bona fide one oh three and just when I when I saw Baltimore on on the clock, a couple of things popped into my head. A, they had just gave Lamar the big contract. Okay, they they had signed Odell Beckham Jr. for him. I'm like, okay, maybe they don't need to go. They don't need to go with a with a wide receiver here. Maybe they'll add a defensive piece. Maybe they'll add a lineman. But you know, I got to give them credit. If you're going to invest 260 million dollars in a quarterback. Give him everything under the sun to compete because the NFL has changed. And that's why some of these spots aren't as bad it, as bad as we think because it is more offensive driven. You know, if, if you're Eric DeCosca, DeCosca and, you know, and Harbaugh, you got to look around the division. Do you have what it takes offensively to keep up with Joe Burrow and the Bengals? Do you have what it takes to keep up with even Cleveland? You know, Cleveland added Elijah Moore. They drafted a wide receiver. I'm drawing a blank on which one. He was one of the big body guys. Um, Pittsburgh added an offensive tackle, brought in Allen Robinson. You know, you got to give your team the ability to score points in in 2023. So I, I didn't mind the pick, but from Dynasty Man, it's just a mess. Real quick, well, I'll hit you. With, I'll hit you with a hot one: Zay Flowers or Rashad Bateman? Who you got right now? And and I, I'm going to say for me, Zay Flowers is a second round. Like if they're all in a rookie class right now, I think Zay Flowers is like a mid-second guy now. 
And I think Bateman is a mid third, late second, early third type guy. So, so that's where I would have. I mean, him. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take Zay Flowers. I just, I think he's. Is it the health? Is it the foot? It, the it's game? All of that. Also, like what? Is, I've seen Rashad Bateman for two years. He hasn't done anything for me. So there, there's just even not knowing what Zay Flowers can be, will be, is. It's still better than the nothing that I've gotten from Rashad Bateman. And I just think he, he can create separation like a fucking madman. So I'm guessing he's going to at least have a better shot than that. All right. That, that, that's totally fair. Anyone, anyone he, else take a beating? Yeah, I mean, we could talk about your boy if you want to talk about your boy. Go ahead. Which one of my boys? In, oh, Will Levis? Billy oh, Jeans. I, I, Billy I, I, Jeans, I, man. I thought I was going to uh, escape this. First of all, if you saw the modern-day Hugh Hefner and the harem of, of, of female attendance he had, including the brunette, Mister, he didn't lose. He may not have got drafted where he, he did not want to go, but he did not lose that night. I assure you, Mr. Levis did not lose. Um, here's the thing, and we've seen this happen before with other quarterbacks. When you tend to fall, you tend to fall to a better team. So if you were to put Mike Vrabel in a ranking, would you say Mike Vrabel is a top 10 NFL head coach? Yeah. Okay. Close. I mean, borderline, but yeah. Per PFF, they had about a top 10 offensive line last year. You're, you're going to get a set at least for a half a year. It's clear they want Ryan Tannehill out of there. So I'm still going to have a lot of Will Levis. I mean, for like I said, for him personally, he but his dynasty value, guys, especially for the newer listeners to the show, I don't believe what I think is always going to be the way that it is, and I don't change. Two weeks ago, I had Will Levis at you know QB one two in, in my dynasty rankings. I currently have him four. I've got to be honest with you guys. That's the whole goal. The whole goal of this show has always been to help people with their dynasty rosters. So now my QB rankings, I've got those down pretty cold. These are pretty easy. For me, number one's A Rich. For me, number two is Young. Number three is Stroud. Number four is Levis. And Hooker is five. That's how I feel today. That's how I feel. But I'm telling you, if we look back in five years and Will Levis is having a very good career, I'm not going to be shocked. I would love, love to have data for you guys saying, yep, I'm in this, I'm in this, you know, you know, rookie draft with all these talented content creators. And here is where Will Levis has went. I'd love to be able to tell you guys that so you could kind of look in that same area in, in your drafts. But if we look back in like three years and he's having a great career, I'm going to be 0.0% shocked because I think Rand Carthen is going to be a very good GM. I like Mike Vrabel as a head coach. I like the way that they're designing the offense. I, I don't, don't tell anybody, please. I, I have a reputation to maintain. I kind of like how this worked out for Traylon Burks. I just feel dirty saying that. Um, obviously they need to add more weapons. You know, they have Chig Conquo, the tight end, but if we look back in two years and he has this weird Jalen hurts, Josh Allen type career arc, I'm not going to be surprised. You know, he played in a Sean McVay style offense his junior year, then got stuck with rich Scangarella this past year in Kentucky. He's played in pro style offenses. So that's kind of how I see it. He's my QB four. I've got to be honest. I've got to adjust. But but how do you feel? And listen, there's there's a spot for him, and he's a value. But I also wasn't the biggest Will Levis guy coming in, and I don't like Tennessee. 
He just, I don't think he has a ton of offense there. We have Derrick Henry. It's always going to go through him until he dies, which maybe will be never because he's a cyborg. You know, yeah. he, he could he could have like that Adrian Peterson career arc where he plays well he just, into like his early 30s. Well, hopefully he doesn't bounce around to as many teams unless it's the Lions, but I guess they don't need running backs anymore. But you know, I mean, Will 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 Levis is fine. I mean, he, he's he's gonna he's gonna plummet in rookie drafts, and there's there's situations where I'm gonna take him because of it. He's definitely solidly four for me. I th- I think that that might be universal. Uh, but honestly, Matt Kelly and Cody had a good little argument about it because Cody obviously Will Levis is his man's and and. Matt was shitting on it a little bit. So if you want to look at player profile, I think it was on day three, one of their live shows they went out. Maybe it was a short good stuff. Uh, All right. Well, we've, we've kind of focused on the negative. Let's get positive. Let's get happy. Let's get happy. Go lucky. Who are some of the big name rookies that landed in, in great spots? I think the first guy we've already talked about because he was in that draft that I'm already doing is Devon a chain in Miami. Some of the other names I wrote down for us to talk about, Anthony Richardson, Jameer Gibbs. We talked about Gibbs earlier in the show. Kendra Miller, Marvin Mims. Is there a name when I say that, that that really sticks out to you? So they all they all have a little bit. I, I think Marvin Mims steps out just because the other two guys have never really taken that elite step. You know, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton have always been just meh. So, so with with Marvin Mims there, I, I mean, they clearly wanted to go in a direction that was not those two guys because they couldn't make that next step. You would think that if they actually cared about them, they wouldn't do it. But they went with Marvin Mims. So I I love his landing spot. I'm going to draft a shitload of Marvin Mims. And gl- granted, I probably was going to no matter what, unless he ended up in Baltimore, because that was just going to be a toxic, radioactive Chernobyl death zone that I didn't want to go anywhere near but marvin mims for sure and, Dude, Mar- and it, 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 it's it's a sneaky good spot though because there is a lot of competition with some names that have been first round rookie picks in the past i just feel like that they have not taken that step and it opens the opportunity for him to do so dude marvin mims i actually tweeted this out and i actually tweeted it out uh at mr matt kelly because he's a marvin mims guy as well you know, actions speak a lot and it doesn't guarantee success, but I, I like messaging and Marvin Mims is the first draft pick by Sean Payton and this new ownership group and leadership group. I think the GM Pat, and I think he was still there previously, but you know, as a collective brain trust, Marvin Mims is like, Hey guys, we have five draft picks, five. And the first guy on our board that we absolutely have to draft is Marvin Mims, you know, I, I said, I got this 111. He's not there. I'll, I'll tell you guys a little secret. Don't tell anyone that I'm in this league with. Here's a little secret. I won't tell you who I'm targeting at 111, but I'm really trying to get uh, a trade for move from the 111 to the 202 and the 206. And I would love to get some combination of Will Levis and Marvin Mims. I don't know that I would get it done, but I would love to trade 111. And then go get Marvin Mims and, and Will Levis with those next two picks. Because those are a couple of guys that, that I want to invest second rounders in, especially in, in a super flex. One guy I want I want to get your thoughts on, Jerry, because he, he got pretty good laying you know, draft capital. He got Kendra Miller. 
He's a guy okay. that so so back in February when we started doing this content. So for those of you that are still new, Jerry is the working man of the group. Jerry is a, a hard working man, and <laughs> I was shit. and I was doing this this Monday series of shows where I was having dynasty content creators from other networks, not not very dissimilar from the mind of mansion that Matt does. And Jerry was like, Hey, I want you to ask so-and-so about, about Kendra Miller. I was like, cool. I did. So I had um, Bruce Matson from DLF on love Kendra Miller had Garrett price from the dynasty nerds on love Kendra Miller. Just last Monday night on the dynasty Warzone YouTube channel. I had Casey Myers from the famous, uh, from the FF dynasty. And he loved Kendra Miller. No one that I talked to pre-NFL draft didn't love Kendra Miller. And now he gets what I think is a pretty good landing spot. So, Jerry, as the, uh, we'll say, curious, you were Kendra Miller curious before the NFL draft. How do you feel now that he's a saint? I wasn't I wasn't even curious. I, I, was, I was a guy. I love his contact balance. I, I think he just, I was excited. It is going to be a long road. Uh, I think he he got drafted about where I thought he was going to go. Going to the Saints is sort of shitty because you got to deal with Alvin Kamara. They signed Jamal Williams. The good news is he's Jamal Williams, and this is just like the Geno Smith story. Yes, he had you know 17 touchdowns or whatever he had last year, but history would suggest that Jamal Williams is not going to keep that kind of thing up. And Alvin Kamara getting to the end of the career maybe we'll have to deal with his suspension we'll find out i guess so this is going to be another one of those opportunities just like marvin mims where it may take a little bit but if he can eventually step into that role it's going to be juicy and where you're getting him is at the earliest and this is only if you are a believer in kendra miller at the end of the first which means you already have a good team you already have a championship contending team and you can sort of make a luxury pick and you're going to take it on a running back that doesn't need to start on your team and you can hold him for a little bit. And then in a year or two, that boy jumps into a good rosters flex spot and you just start raining hatred down on your enemies and you can win some more championships, their money spit in their face and laugh at them, take their girlfriends, maybe and their wives, husbands, whatever, whatever it may be. So I'm excited about stuff. it. You, 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 no, I, no, no, no. I just take trash talk very seriously. If you've ever been, even our Patreons, there is no, no escape because I am unathletic. So I can't beat you in a game of pickup basketball. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to talk trash in any other way. That's why nerdy guys like me have to do this. This is the only time that I can, I can be an alpha. This is the only time I can be masculine and dominant. Not all of us are, are fitness gurus like this guy got thighs, the size of tree trunks, which Randy does have magnificent thighs. Dude, that was my number one compliment that weird year. We were all at the uh, fantasy football expo, but before this goes down a, uh, another Hey now track, uh, I, I want to talk about Kendra in New Orleans. I, I actually love it. I mean, it's pretty clear that Alvin Kamara at some point, I think he gets 10 games. I, I yeah. think that you you have, it's not it's not violence against a woman like Kareem Hunt, but it's violence. And, and, and I don't want to compare apples to oranges, but it was violence caught on camera. How about that? Violence yeah. against another human caught on camera. And 
Hunt got which 10 has, games. Which has always shown repercussions to have. Uh, 100%. So I, I think he's looking at 10 games as well. Then, then I look at his contract. I think he's definitely going to be in New Orleans this year. He's a $24 million dead cap number. But, you know, next year, next year, it, it's down to 16. So I've seen this backfield, whether it was him and Mark Ingram when, during his rookie year, sustain two really good, you know, two really good running backs for fantasy. I think they were both top six or eight that, that rookie year in 2017. I'm not telling you Kendra Miller is going to be a top six rookie, you know, top six Look. running back as a rookie. But this is a great this is a great bit of draft capital. He was a top 75 pick. Go ahead. Yeah. Let me no, I just want to interrupt you a little bit. So is the better play to just wait? Because it, it if Elvin Kamara's dead cap is 16 million even next year, he's still going to be there. They're not going to just eat 16 million for the running backs. So do we do it later when he's less sexy? Is that when we make our play on Kendra? I, 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 think- I, I mean, listen, you could draft him depending where, but you know, earlier I said if you're a Kendra fan, you take him at 110 or something. But that might be a little bit if you know you're going to eat him for two years. I don't think I don't think so. I think he's going to have usable weeks, probably 10 of them real soon. I guess that's and, true, too. And think about, again, this is a team that just paid Derek Carr. They have to use their draft capital very strategically. And when you when you run a budget, like you know, part of my my current job and my old job is I had a P and L. I had to manage a profit and loss sheet, a, a P and L. And you know, you got to look where you can save money here or there. I'm telling you, this is a move they're looking a year or two down the road. And this guy is going to be significantly involved in their long term planning in New Orleans. It's it's the messaging, you know. I, I don't think that Alvin Kamara is a bum, but I think he's the kind of guy who could be traded this time next year. And, you know, I think he's 28. I just I just switched off of his player profiler card to put up Kendra Miller. But here's another thing that I really like about Kendra Miller. Jerry, do you know that on player profiler, when you pull him up, you don't see any any combine metrics? Because he hasn't done the combine metrics because he had MCL surgery after the, the college football season. But he still managed to get drafted in the top 75 of the NFL draft, right? Okay. Now, Sean Tucker, a running back that I really liked, he just started to put combine metrics up on his own at like a pro di- pro day style thing, and he went undrafted. I'm, I, we can discuss Sean Tucker on Wednesday. That's kind of part of the, the plan. We may discuss him a little bit later tonight, but they didn't see him work out. They only saw him play on tape. Man, he, he's one of my absolute faves right now. And then I don't think I know everything, but with all the people that I trust, and not all of them, but a lot of the people that I trust, yourself, Bruce, Garrett, Casey, all the guys that I've had on talking running backs, when no one that I've talked to has said a bad thing about a guy, I've got to take note of that. And then the NFL validates that by adding draft capital. I'm sorry, I'm in. Yeah, I haven't finished my rankings because I've only done quarterbacks and tight ends. That's what I've updated so far. I'm going to, after we get done tonight, I'm going to jump in. You did in the easy start. ones? Well, I mean, it was, it was you know, you're, you're ranking like 10 guys. I mean, I got 30 yeah. some odd wide receivers to rank. I mean, what, what do you mean to do here? You know, I, I do have, I do have a real life, but, but when I look back, if I think Kendra Miller moves into that top three or four, I'm not going to be stunned. No. Yeah, yeah. But by the end of it, and also Jamal Williams, just looking at his contract, it's poop. It doesn't matter. He's irrelevant. I, I mean, that. I mean, he's still got a dead cap of six six million next year, but after that, it's two. And, and, yeah, that and, boy, no, he's not going to stand in his way. 
on in Naduri here with the decision point with Matt. He's the capologist. He really knows the cap better than I do. But I just looked at currently the 2024 salary cap number for the New Orleans Saints. I don't know how you can't even have started 2023 yet and you're already $78 million overspent two years from now. It's weird. So you, you, you I mean, that's your... that's Jerry Sinclair finances if I've ever heard him. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that like, you know, like like tomorrow's Jerry has to deal with the Jerry? Yeah, today. screw that guy. He sucks. He'll just have to figure it out. All right. So anyone else? Anyone else uh, going once, going twice? I mean, you want to talk about A-Chain? I mean, he's he's not my guy, so I, I don't want to, you know. It, there are, pe- there are people that like him. At, if, later than other people, probably. I, I really just don't think he's going to be a guy, which is why it's unfair for me to talk about him. In truth, because the people that do like him, he got a great spot. It, All right. I mean, I mean, his his track to being relevant, if he can be, is 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 great. He's just somebody of his size and is just not going to it's not going to be it for me. All right. Well, I got one more commercial. We got to hear one more note from our buddy, the pod father. And then uh, I got some uh, I want to ask you about some less than sexy names you know like those third fourth round guys let's hear from the pod father and uh i got more questions from my co-host all right i want to take a moment today to talk to you about data analysis the data analysis tool we listen to the users what do you want what do you need and we made it happen we added popular reports like a fantasy scoring report air yards report and if you want to create a new report but you don't necessarily want to look through every field we have quick results Hey, show me the most popular passing data. Show me the most popular rushing data, fantasy data. Done. And the thing just is much faster than it's ever been. And the report builder got a lot easier. I mean, check this out. We break it down into offense, defense. Show me just fantasy data elements. And then when you get results, hey, show me by draft year. Let's take a look at just certain players that played a certain number of snaps or a certain number of games last year. This is the tool that so many of you have been asking for, plus a bunch of dream features that Billy wanted and Cody wanted and I wanted and Dario wanted. So go to the Fantasy Tools section, click on Data Analysis, or go to playerprofiler.com slash data dash analysis. All right, there you go. little data dash analysis, uh, the good stuff. Because, you know, d- data, that's like irrefutable, right? Numbers are numbers. They, they, they say what they say. Uh, you got to be careful with them sometimes, but, but data is a good thing, Jerry. Yeah, we we are in a game where everything is quantifiable. It is yeah. a, numbers create our game. No, I'm gonna be honest. A lot of times, I, I I I start by shooting from the hip, and then I validate it with numbers. And I actually did that today on DeAndre Swift, and I got a lot of hell for it. But again, I'm gonna keep teasing that one forward. We're gonna do DeAndre Swift and all the veterans. I, I mentioned Traylon fat Burks and, and we're going to talk about him and, and so many other of the non-rookies that came out really good from a dynasty standpoint this coming Wednesday but Jerry can you think of one lesser big name like a guy that you know because obviously we talked a ton of JSN we talked a ton of you know Addison and, and Gibbs and Bijan and, and we talked a ton of those guys was there like a, a less than name that that popped up that you really liked their landing spot okay so I'm going to go a little bit. These guys got good draft capital. They just weren't. They were not in the hype machine that is Twitter and Dynasty content creating going in. I mean, not to say they were no names, but they were not getting hyped to where they got. And Jeremy Mantha brought him up in the chat a little bit ago. And it's my Spartan. 
I mean, it's Jaden Reed going 50th overall to the Packers. Holy shit. I mean, Jaden's great. He plays much bigger than he is. He plays much faster than he ran, and he still ran in the four fours. I just didn't think he was going to get top 50 draft capital. And when they took him, the only the downside is if Jordan Love is poop, that that's tough. Um, but if you know, if Jordan Love isn't gonna hit Christian Watson for 10 touchdowns in four games or whatever the hell that dude had last year. Because Jaden Reed can get separation. He's quick. He can make unbelievable contested catches. He's got a nose for the end zone. I mean, you watch the Michigan game in 2022. It's fourth and four, and that dude makes just some nasty stuff. The Peach Bowl. I mean, the, the highlight they always show is against Penn State right at the end of the game in all the snow. You know, just that that was our strategy if it wasn't kenneth walker it was just close your eyes throw it up and let jaden reed go get it and even at 510 dude could just make play so i not just as a spartan but just i was shocked to see him go that early and it says a lot about what the nfl sees as a good wide receiver in this day and age and it's those guys that can get separation it doesn't matter their size i mean granted this was a smaller class than usual but even so, to, to get 50, top 50, oh, my God, I loved it. I mean, it sucks that it's a Packers. Well, so I'm, I'm going I'm 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 to slow you down. Go ahead. I'm going to slow you down just a bit. Last year, Tyquan Thornton went in the second round. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't be excited. That's fair. Doesn't mean, true, true. Doesn't mean that, that, that you shouldn't be pumped up about where he went. So I'm just gonna, but but just, still, just, like just, like, just, like just, where where just, were we? I mean, people were not thinking Jaden Reed was gonna just, get there. Bring it down just a little bit. Bring it, bring on it, the banks bring of it. the Red but, Cedar. No, this is my but guy. but the uh, the guy that I really like. One of the guys is Michael Wilson. I've okay. mentioned him on this show. I mean, you know, he went 94th overall, and I know he went to the Arizona Cardinals. But a Kyler Murray, pretty good quarterback, not great, um, but you're either better than the same as or different than the guys that you're working with and the guys that are currently working with the Arizona Cardinals. Cause I think Deandre Hopkins does get traded are the Smurfs. They're the small guys. They're, they're the wee fellas, you know, Marquise Brown, not very big, Greg Dortch, pocket Hercules, Rondale Moore, mighty mouse. Now you got this guy who is that quintessential six foot one, 215 pound guy. He's different then. He is the guy that on the outside can make a difference, especially when DeAndre Hopkins in inevitably gets traded. So I, I, I really liked him quite a bit. I liked him coming in. Uh, I like the landing spot. I haven't really had the opportunity to see where he's going yet in a rookie draft. I'm thinking he's going to be late second round, probably third round, which is going to be tremendous value. By the way, that's where I got Terry McLaren his rookie year was in that third that round. So I'm not saying he's going to be Terry McLaren, but I like those guys who go to the senior bowl that get the NFL scouts all in a tizzy. They get that third round draft capital, Cooper Cup, another guy that I really liked, and wind up in a decent landing spot. So Michael Wilson was one, and this one's a shameless my guy because I liked him a lot coming in, and he was a former Debbie darling, and that is Kayshawn Bote. Wound up with some some late round draft picks uh, of the New England Patriots, and dude, here's the wide receiver room that he's competing with. Are you ready? No, oh, I don't even want to hear it. But go ahead. 
Here, here's the list of starters per our lads. Here we go. Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Juju Smith-Schuster. Then the reserves are something named Riley Webb. Never heard of that. The aforementioned Tyquan Thornton, Kayshawn Butte, special teamer extraordinaire Matthew Slater, Trey Nixon, Demario Douglas, Lynn Bowden-Bowden Jr. So what I'm saying is, is there's a lot of runway. Now, this is a far cry from... Kayshawn Butte, who who ruled First the roost, pick, yeah, 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 he he ruled the roost down there in in Baton Rouge, but now he's in New England. He's working with Uncle Bill, but this feels like the kind of spot where he keeps his nose clean. He's got a, a decent quarterback. I like Bill O'Brien as an offensive coordinator way more than a head coach, and way, way, way more than Bill, Bill O'Brien, the GM. But I think those are a couple of my guys that I'm looking at, Butte and Michael Wilson. Is there anyone else that you had? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm going to do two, actually, because they, they both got drafted by the same team, one much earlier, and then the other one I just like more. Uh, it's both the Houston Texans guys that got drafted. Tank Dell from the University of Houston going to the Houston Texans, just unbelievably productive the problem he's just a little fella but they took him in the third round he's got a shot and with stroud stroud's gonna have to get the ball to somebody and you know john mechie is on his way you know rooting for that man i've got plenty of shares um nico collins has just never proved that he's gonna be a, a fantasy relevant asset and then the other guy is just xavier hutchinson who maybe he sort of jumps into that nico collins role because He's not as big as Nico, but he sort of plays the same way that Nico does. I'm um, sorry, Nico's cheeks. I didn't want to interrupt you there, but Nico is cheeks. He's a big old flabby set of ash cheeks. But so I like I keep going. I just got to make sure I clarify that Nico Collins equals cheeks. Yeah, I was I sort of figured that Xavier was gonna fall in the draft just because he's you know big wide receiver that makes contested catches, but he does have a, a great nose for the end zone. He can make he can make tough catches. And honestly, he was the entire Cyclone offense for the most part this season. Um, but it, one of those guys with Stroud, I think, is going to far exceed where you're going to take them. Uh, I'm actually going to cheat real quick because this guy, he he wasn't he wasn't really not a big name, but he wasn't one of the bigger names. Rashi Rice going to Kansas City. That's, I mean, you're always going to get hyped up when you're, A, the wide receiver core is not, you know, excellent. I mean, Kadarius Tony and stuff is fine. But if you have a nice, young, sizzly rookie wide receiver jumping into a situation with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, they're always going to get a rise in ADP. So, I mean, he's worth at least mentioning. I, I think those I, I have I have two more for you that I, I want to bring up. One, it's kind of hard to call a guy who got what, what was it like early second round draft capital. Where did Jonathan Mingo go? He went like in the top like 37, I think something like that. You know who else went in that range a couple years back? You get are you gonna tell me a shitty one? Don't tell me nope, a shitty no, one. No, no, this I, is actually I, this because I'm going somewhere. Michael Pittman uh, Jr. Okay. You know who was the head coach when Michael Pittman Jr. was drafted? Look at this guy, he's a real you, pro. You, you, who is you, it? You, you see where I'm going. It was Frank Reich. And then you got a pocket, you got a pocket passing QB. You you know, like Jonathan Mingo, like he's not an X wide receiver, he's like more of a slot plus. And when you got Terrace Marshall already on the outside, and then you and what I love is is that you have an old. So I love this at any walk of life, whether it's football, 
business, welding. It's like in this country, we've lost the the journeyman process. Like you hear, you hear, uh, you know, electricians, carpenters, meat cutters. They have this apprentice, then a journeyman, and, and they're all taught by a master of that field. You know, whatever you can say about dusty ass Adam Thielen, he was a hell of a professional wide receiver. And now he's in that room with young guys like Jonathan Mingo, Johnny Mingo, by the way, going forward, Johnny Mingo. I, I like him quite a bit. And then we'll talk about Thielen's former team, the Minnesota Vikings. I really like Dwayne McBride. Sorry, 1700 yard season on your resume. I know you're currently fifth on the depth chart behind Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, Kane and Guano and Guanu, maybe, and Ty Chandler. I don't care. I, I think I think McBride's got that dog in him. And I will not be surprised if if we look up and he winds up having significant touches this year. I don't know that he'll ever be someone that that you start with confidence. But if you're looking for a stash piece, A, Dalvin Cook could be traded. B, Dalvin Cook gets hurt a lot. I'm just saying he's probably an injury away from being an injury away. And I like that offense. I, I like it. He doesn't have a great pass catching profile. The dude is an absolute battering ram, Jerry. So I had Johnny, Johnny Mingo and uh, Dwayne McBride. I think, honestly, Johnny Mingo is probably the biggest riser for me. There, it, we talked about diversifying your picks. I am probably in the situation where I will diversify my picks between him and Quentin Johnston because I don't love QJ and I do sort of like Johnny Mingo, but I understand that he got much better draft capital. He's got a good situation. So QJ has got to be swapped in and out there. That's one of those situations where I'm diversifying and, and, uh, and, it, puts, and, and it puts, and it puts, it puts Mingo into the first round for me. Like yeah, a pretty just, like like if I have a championship team and I can add him, I'm gonna for sure, and 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 it could fall on my face, but you know I don't need to rely on him when I'm taking them in that situation. All right, yeah, well that, we're that's a luxury. So I'll take it. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah. but we're good. We're good. There's no one behind us backed up right now. But was there a UDFA that stuck out for you? Because I had one. I have to talk about him. It's Sean Tucker, but I'll talk about Sean Tucker in a minute. Was there a guy that that you really liked that? signed in a in a fortuitous landing spot that he chose uh i did not you know i i saw mohammed ibrahim sign with the lions and that sort of pissed me off i wanted to see him go somewhere else i thought he has a he had a nice little shot to do something i mean he got the injury really derailed him but ending up in detroit did that man no favors all right well my guy you're, my you're, guy. you're not quitting you're not quitting on tucker no, I mean, you know, um, I, I don't have that on my on my soundboard. I need to get that sound drop from. I think it, it was a Brokeback Mountain, and I think the drop went something along the lines of, "I sure wish I knew how to quit you." You know, I let me tell you the running back depth chart. First of all, spoiler alert for for Wednesday, we will be talking Rashad White as a veteran because he's sophomore. We will be talking about him as a veteran winner, but let me talk about the guys behind him. Are you ready? Yep. Here is the remaining depth chart of pieces in Tampa Bay. Now, that doesn't mean they couldn't go out and re-sign Leonard Fournette or bring in Zeke, but I don't think they will. But but here's who they got. Chase Edmonds, Keyshawn Vaughn, Patrick Laird. Are you gonna be are you gonna be shocked 
when, you know, going into training camp that he winds up being like the RB2. You know, he's, I mean, he's, he's, it, he's, it wouldn't be crazy, but he could be getting meaningful reps as soon as this year. I know it sounds crazy and I, I have my bias and ladies and gentlemen, when you're listening, understand <laughs> that I have my bias. I'm, I'm looking through orange and blue Syracuse colored glasses currently. I understand, but I see a bunch of crumb bums and shoe clerks in between him and meaningful touches in 2023. And this is a team that doesn't want to win. You know, they're starting Baker Mayfield and or Kyle Trask. Tell me you want to lose without telling me you want to lose. Tell me you're tanking for Caleb Williams and, and, and Drake May without telling me that because that's what they're doing. But but I'm, I'm cool with that because from a fantasy standpoint, it doesn't mean that he has long-term value. For me, I'm looking at Sean Tucker as the kind of guy I can get in the fifth round or as a UDFA in my dynasty leagues. He gets meaningful touches in any way at all. You can flip him for plus. We see this if every year. If he's free, he's fine. He's the Elijah Mitchell corollary. He's the guy that wasn't on our dynasty draft radar. All of a sudden, he came in, was getting meaningful touches, and he absolutely got fired into the sun, nuked into oblivion the very next year. A, because yeah. he couldn't stay healthy, and B, because they brought in Christian McCaffrey. So I'm just looking for a quick flip. That's why I like Sean Tucker. That's why I like... McBride that's kind of how I roster these guys in dynasty rookie drafts yeah I mean sometimes it turns into James Robinson and you can make a shitload of money off him right so I, yeah. I I'm I I get that's why I say if he's free it's fine I'm, I'm not reaching and then you know hoping that that's the situation you know you don't I'm not gonna do that but I hear you if if he's cheap I'm all right I, I'm gonna put you on the spot are you ready all right I said earlier in the show you know, in the comments on YouTube, name oh. your favorite pro wrestling heels this is easy of all time. So, 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 Jerry, who is your favorite? Because I have a list of about four that I've, I've managed to catch in all these comments. And thank you guys for all the interaction. You ladies and gentlemen, you've been fantastic. We saw some of your trade questions. We were trying to get to them during the commercial breaks and whatever. Um, if we missed yours, hit me up at DWZ Memphis. Tag me in a tweet. Slide my DMs. I'll try to help you there. Love helping folks with it. Same with Jerry at Jerry send DWZ. Just tag us in a tweet. It's the easiest way to get our attention. And I'll try to answer your question because I'm, I'm balancing running the board and reading the show sheet and all the other shit, but Jerry, and I'm who, lazy. Who is your favorite? So my favorite heel of all time is Jerry. But besides that, Jerry, who is your favorite pro wrestling heel? So my, my era of watching pro wrestling was the early 2000s. I, I will be 35 on Tuesday, so that sort of fits my, my age demographic. So my favorite wrestlers growing up also shares a birthday with me, May 2nd, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And, and you know, that's number two for my favorite. Number one, obviously, the man, the myth, the legend, the Texas rattlesnake himself, I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He so the heel, all, all the good ones start off as heels, by the way. But see, going. but I'm I'm not going to count him as the heel. I'm going to go with with his rivals in that era. And Triple H was absolutely just a kick ass bad guy. What I remember being in like eighth grade, waiting for the bus, just like pissed off because he would beat the Rock and have the belt, and I I just got to sit at the bus stop you know 6 45 in the morning freezing my ass off in michigan just because he had it but like looking back on it a pedigree is a great finisher second i mean the game i mean awesome theme music i mean that dude 
bless his heart. Great storyline, everything about him. All right, all right. Well, I, first of all, I, before I give you mine, I, I want to, I want to give you some of the ones from the chat because you know people participated. I tried to write down names, but the chat was going to, so I was writing down the pro wrestlers' names because that's that's what I'm trying to share. So number one, and I agree, was Ric Flair. You know what? Limousine riding, jet flying, wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, son of a gun. It's like Ric Flair is as American as apple pie and ice cream. I mean, he is, you know, if, if you have not seen the Ric Flair 30 for 30, I highly recommend it. I mean, you've got rappers like Snoop Dogg talking about how Ric Flair influenced the, the culture and the style of the rap game. You know, he has a song with with rappers, with Migos. You know, I mean, it's it's it, that's pretty cool. Rowdy Roddy Piper, you know, a classic heel. I mean, y'all showing your age though. Well, I, I'm I'm just reading the comments. I, I, I remember know, Rowdy I Roddy know. Piper. Yeah. You know, first of all, sure. Ra- Ra- Rowdy Roddy Piper has a has a great a great statement that ties into Dynasty. Are you ready? Yep. Just when you think you have all of the questions or have all the answers, I change the questions. That's how Dynasty works. Just that's when you how think you have Pete Carroll works. That's how the life works, man. Just when you think you have all the answers. Life changes the questions. Uh, Ravishing Rick Rude was another one. Shawn Michaels. Oh, the heartbreak kid. That is a good one. You know, but my favorite that I remember is a heel, and I even have some of him on my soundboard. That's how much I love him. Because, you know, this is true in football as well. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Another icon. I don't know if it's the Slim Jims. I don't know if it's professional wrestling. But Macho Man, Randy Savage. Maybe it's a great first name. I don't know. Maybe next Sunday I'll wear my Macho Man t-shirt. See, you know what? If I Remind me because I got the Stone Cold shirt. I'll rock the Stone Cold shirt. There, there you go. So, um, you know, I was called a heel earlier in a group chat because I, I get everybody riled up. It's kind of what I do. What about Mr. McMahon? Because he was like Stone Cold's greatest uh, nemesis. It's true. I you mean, know, he got a terrible mustache now, but yeah. I mean, pe- people are like, you know, wh- why was Vince McMahon such a bad guy? It's like, who hasn't wanted to kick their boss's ass at some point or another? Drink That's beer true. on the clock? I mean, these are all things that, like, you know, the working man and woman have wanted to do at some point or another, Jerry. I mean, he is perfect. Him and, him and Jerry Jones are just two. If you were going to cast what a bad guy would look like and who they would be, Jerry Jones and Vince. Perfect, perfect you know, you, characters you, you, of a bad guy, and even, even their their dra- their draft room, it just looked like a bad guy layer too. It looked like Doctor Evil's layer. Jerry, yeah. you, did, you did a great job of bringing all of this back to football. Jerry Jones is the heel of the NFL owners group without question. 100%. He is. I, I think uh, Jim Ursay could be like his, uh, like you know, goofy, always messing up behind the scenes sidekick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's fair. You know, Ur- yep. fun. Well, listen, we're going to do this again on Wednesday. I-, I can't promise you it's going to be on the player profiler YouTube guys, but it will be, it will be probably Thursday or Friday on the dynasty war zone podcast feed. And it will be on the dynasty war zone YouTube feed. So bookmark that head over there right now, subscribe to that channel. Um, I, I Jerry, I want to thank these guys for so many comments. We've been here three weeks and I don't remember this many comments. I think part of it's the rookie draft, but I think it's like that maybe the audience is starting to warm up to us. I mean, uh, listen, I, I hope so. I hope so. They 
I'll piss them off at some point. I promise. But well, I, I got I the first it. review. I got the first review. You want oh, okay. the first, was the it first good? audio? Well, here's the first audio review from the 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 player profiler, you know, audio review system. Go fuck yourself, you bald-headed son of a bitch. <laughs> I think they love us. I think they love us, but guys and all and ladies, in all sincerity, thank you so much for the support. I, I want to ask you for a favor. We mentioned the rookie guide. We mentioned Dynasty Deluxe. We mentioned data analysis. Whatever, if you're able, you know, Matt's got a Patreon. We have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. If you can support us that way, 100% awesome. But subscribing, commenting, rating, and reviews podcast, those are free. Subscribing to this YouTube channel, the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel, our podcast channels. Those go a tremendous way in supporting everything that we do. I got news for you. Matt may not want to tell you. He probably spent a boatload of cash getting that Airbnb and getting those guys there. And he did that for you. He did that for us. I was a listener to Player Profiler long before I was a content creator for Player Profiler. They, these guys do a lot of rad stuff for everybody in the dynasty and fantasy community. And it's a great way to support them. But again, if you can't because of whatever's going on in your life, cool, but it's 100% free to subscribe. It's 100% to leave five-star reviews. It's 100% free to comment on YouTube channels. So that's how you support us. That's how you support player profiler. That's how you support the dynasty war zone. That's how we grow, Jerry. That's, and it's easy. Ready, ready, done. Look at that. Jer quick. Jerry that, just that, subscribed. That's the review. Oh, that was the review. Now, now yeah. give us oh, another. Give us another right? one for for right. the for the. Oh my God! Just too easy. It is too easy. And how, how much did that cost you, by the way? Not a damn thing. Which not is a, not not, a damn not what you can say for everything else. So this is true. So if you want to be as cool as Jerry, and support all of us that are trying to put out great content for you, I'll be back tomorrow night, Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel with G of the Aussie guys. Be back with this beautiful man, Jerry, on Wednesday night somewhere. Could be player profiler. Could be Dynasty Warzone. They'll all be podcast eventually, wherever you find your podcast at Dynasty Warzone. Uh, but on behalf of that man, his name is Jerry Sinclair. You can follow him at Jerry Sin DWZ. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. And you can follow the show everywhere at Dynasty Warzone. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll be back on Wednesday and definitely next Sunday with more Dynasty goodness. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great week. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands in monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one -on -one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, 
and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. We win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.